everybody, and welcome to the premiere Last of Us Recap and Review Podcast. Fungus. Fungus. A fungus. I am, of course, your host, John, and joining me this week from the red wastes of Texas is Patrick Ramirez. Hello, everybody. Hey. Well, I'm happy to be here. Oh. <laughs> we're you cut out for a second, so <laughs> I didn't know if you were done or not. And also joining me is the great and powerful Jesse Wind. My cat's cuddled today. Yeah! Yeah! The crowd goes wild. I don't know if you can tell, listeners, but that's a big deal for Jesse. Oh, it's so like anyway, so big of a deal. This week we are discussing chapters... Seven, eight, and nine. That's correct. Thank you so much, Jesse. Of course. I definitely didn't forget. I was just giving you the room to show off. It's teeing me up. You're 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 the kind of guy to always put put the other guy over, John. And he, we know that about you, and we love you for it. <laughs> so, what are we like three quarters of the way through now? Uh, my game. I think it's almost over. Yeah. Says that I. Um, last time I checked, 69% of the way through it. Nice. Okay, so it's a little bit backloaded, but that makes sense, because I know there's a very long action sequence coming up, so I guess we'll have that to look forward to, but for now, we're kind of in the uh, the rising action part of the rising action where it almost feels like the climax, and it's very exciting. A lot of shit going on. Ellie is getting a lot more character work, uh, which I like a lot. I think I like game Ellie better than show Ellie. Do you guys have thoughts on that? Oh, um, I think they're different. I, they're I think so I, different. It's weird. I think uh, show Ellie benefits from game Ellie, but I think so. I think game Ellie did a lot of the heavy lifting to. Yeah, you're right. Game character. Ellie walked so that show Ellie could run. That's right. That's way more clever than whatever I was going to say. Um, I think I like I, I, narratively. I like show Ellie better, but as someone that has to spend 20 hours with her, I like game Ellie better. If I were to have to hang out with one of them. Do you think game Ellie is a little bit less uh, aggressive? Are we going to get into this conversation? Hmm. <laughs> Because uh, I, I well, was avoiding. We don't it. have to. No, I. I feel like game Ellie is just the littlest bit. Pan. I don't know if pandering is the right word. They sure did make a pretty cute little girl that never fucking talks back and kind of always does what you tell her to do to be your companion. And sometimes I feel icky about it. I think she's just like a patient, caring little person. Yeah, so I think she's she trying not back. to fuck with Joel too much. I don't, especially yeah, in the I beginning. Mean, I mean, remember how like hostile? Not, I'm not hostile. I mean, she's like going against her will with him, you know, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And then when we meet the pedo cannibal guy, like she's like, like she still got that kind of fire, you know, like kind of like man, fuck you, like you can tell him that Ellie broke your fucking finger. That's my, that's my name. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I think maybe I'm just used to the very specific kind of snark that we got from the show. And so it might be in my heart. It just feels like a greater difference than it really is. 
like you're getting almost like a neutered version of the character or something. Exactly. Actually. Yes. I, I kind of like it. Cause I think like it works better with their dynamic. If one of them is like super abrasive and the other one is kind of like more compassionate and soft spoken and understanding and patient, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly, I hadn't thought about it like that, but it would be interesting if, uh, if Joel was like an emo boy <laughs> and then we had to show Ellie. <laughs> um, come on, Ellie. Just, just right. come on, will you please? Uh, I think we've probably talked about most of the tech stuff in previous episodes, but do we just want to knock out the tech corner real quick and just comment on how the game is running? Man, I really, if we weren't doing this podcast, I would have a bug list so long, but yeah, they're just, no, almost nobody would notice them except for me. So that's my I think tech you, I think you should have done it. It would have been funny to list them all at the end. Oh, dude. It would be like a hundred <laughs> little screenshots and videos of me being like, that didn't load in right. That didn't load in right. The lighting didn't, uh, wasn't bouncing off of this the way it's supposed to. It's so weird, dude. And I only notice it now because I'm looking so hard for the, the shiny objects. And... I'm going to go back after this and play like two hours of the PS4 one because I almost guarantee the graphic design in that is different enough that you don't ever have the problem looking for items that I'm having. With the increase in graphics fidelity, that and that means higher res textures, like they more things like rendered out, the light bounces off differently. And I think that's negatively impacting my scavenging. And I bet with a more concise restrained set of hardware with a more constricted, like us, uh, the graphic design that that is not a problem you would be having. Patrick. Uh, yeah, I don't have that problem. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to double check, but. The only problem that I am consistently having is the screen tearing thing that I told you guys about before. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's weird because it doesn't happen when the settings are dialed in the way I want, but it will just randomly change the settings on me for some reason. Awesome. Yeah. Like it's not, I'll apply the changes the last for like an hour or two. And then literally like after a cutscene or something, it'll start doing it again. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is happening? I open the menu and the display settings are completely different from what I from what I set. So it's like reverting for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I have it running at 1080p um, and it looks good. I just have to change it back every once in a while because it's I think it's changing it to 4K for some reason. It's 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 like. Yeah, it's changing it to 4K and then it's doing like that DLSS thing that you were talking about. You're playing on the TV, right? Yeah. I bet there's some kind of weird like HDMI cable handshake or something and in between in engine and out of engine, not in engine. I wonder between like cutscenes and gameplay if if it redoes the HDMI handshake and then it goes, oh, dude, this is a 4K TV. So it glitches out and like resets your graphic settings because it thinks that. It's like if you just plugged it into a new monitor, it's like reading all the settings and going like, I know what to do now. Yeah, it, it has to be something like that because like I have noticed that the DLSS thing is just not working for me. Like I'm sure a lot of people worked really hard on whatever that algorithm is, but like it just completely fucks the game over for me where it's like the resolution will be lower and it looks lower, you know, like yeah. it'll say like it's 
outputting at 4K, and then it's like, oh, it's rendering at like 920 by something something, and I'm like, okay, that's not what I want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's only going to look good if you have like a 4090, <laughs> and you have like, you know, $2,000 PC, man. That, I, that's what I think. The more I look yeah. into DLSS, I think I got more excited. That that DLSS is made for people not like me, um, and I don't think I will ever, almost ever, use it again. Because yeah, it just natively lowers rendering of things and upscales it, and I'm like, that's the opposite of the shit I fucking want. Please and thank you. Yeah, and I'm not even as I'm not on that level that you are. And even I was like looking at the textures, and I'm like, okay. I know I was joking about like, oh, I'm fine if this is just PS3 graphics or whatever. But realistically, if I could get it to run better than that, I would like to. And I think I can at this point. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, everything is pretty good for me. I was going to say one uh, bug that I wanted to talk about because it was very funny was uh, there's a part in the university where you have to move a generator over to like a power plug Mm -hmm. and like plug it in. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. yeah. So mine was bugged to where there was only like a very small window where the little button would pop up. Dude, same. And we we sat there for like 10 or 15 minutes just like being so frustrated and like, oh, my God, are we going to have to reload? Are we going to have to like, what are we going to do? Uh, the game has accessibility options where you can turn off the puzzles. So we just turned off the puzzle, opened the door, <laughs> turned it back on, bada bing, bada boom. Awesome. I, uh, I've i seen other bugs where, I think it was mostly on the PS5 version, but where that, you know, that uh, like cabinet or whatever that's against the door in the university that you have to push open. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, I don't know what it's called, the interaction part where you push like triangle and then you have to push square a lot to push it like was not working. It would just it would be like he's trying to open a locked door and it just like wouldn't let you do it. And then what you'd have to do is go in your options and go to control layout and then click default and then go back to it and it would work. Makes no sense. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. This Um, game. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that was it. This game. (laughs) Well, it's hilarious that the best version of this game was on the PS3. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I know, and I'm so sad that I didn't play it that way, too. And also, God, I was I was such a little P-word, or I was so bad at games when I played this the first time, because I'm playing it now, and I'm like, yeah, now that I'm like multiple hours in, it's like not that hard at all on the difficulty that I have it on. Um, But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I agreed. I think you just have to get used to the game, like the way it wants you to play. And I remember having like feeling, I don't know, frustrated is the right word, but uh, I was having difficulties just shooting like the first couple hours of the game um, because it's not what I'm used to. And it was putting me off. And now, yeah, I don't I don't feel a lot. It gets my heart racing sometimes. That's my favorite part of the game is I will start to feel so overwhelmed during certain parts that I pause it every once in a while. But uh, it's just because your shots really matter. And so when you start missing them, it there's an added weight to freaking out. But I think I really like mm-hmm. the way it, on the default uh, difficulty level. I uh, things got really a lot easier for me once I got the uh, upgrade for reticle swaying or whatever. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Was, yeah, he's uh, gonna bring that up. <clears throat> yeah, ever since I got that, I was like, okay, I can actually shoot people now. 
that's uh actually the next there's only two upgrades for that and like the second one is a hundred pills uh i that's my next upgrade that i'm excited to get pretty much the only one left i care about yeah it, it, it lowers it to zero uh sway have you guys or obviously you have you get it during the dam actually that's a good point we we jumped ahead to the university a little bit, but let, let's backtrack and talk about the, the dam and Tommy and all that stuff. Um, one thing that I liked was when you get that like hand cannon ass gun that just like one shots people. It's like a pistol that's like a single shot. The one that's has got a the scope, scope on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's like one shot almost anywhere you hit them and it fucking rules. That is a... I. At the moment, mine only holds one bullet, but that gun is awesome. Yeah, it only holds one bullet. Okay, cool. You have to reload it every time, but it does one-shot people. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I like that gun. I was calling it like a revolver, but I don't know. Because it looks like a re- it looks like a old-school hand Solo gun. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it looks like? It looks like someone took a hunting rifle and just sawed off the barrel of it. Makes me think of like some weird GoldenEye gun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you guys think of game Tommy? He's fine. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Those are the hard hitting facts Tommy. you get here on a fungus, fungus, fungus. <laughs> He's okay. He's whatever. <laughs> it's so interesting to be able to compare and contrast every single part of this game versus the TV show. Um, for better and for worse. Cause it, it, there's some parts where it's insane how they elevated, uh, some of the storytelling. Um, but Tommy, I don't think I got enough time with him. Like, I, I, the argument at the end w- didn't feel as genuine and hard hitting as the one in the show. But I did like how Joel decided to uh, take Ellie instead at the very end, where he was just like, "Oh, your wife scares me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this." <laughs> Yeah, I actually think that was handled better as well. Uh, but I also agree that the confrontation between Tommy and Joel was a little bit less heartfelt. Actually, not a little bit. It was a lot bit less heartfelt. Like, it was immediately confrontational and aggressive. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the show, I feel like it kind of started off like calm and conciliatory and almost warm and then it kind of blew up at the end where emotions started to get flared up and all that. But in the game, it was kind of just like two dudes with toxic masculinity issues yelling at each other. (laughs) Yeah. And in the show, they like very like they, they made sure to drive home the fact that Joel is feeling vulnerable and Joel is feeling weak and, that's why he's asking for help because something bad just happened that would have been preventable if he didn't feel like an old broken piece of shit. And I'm not saying he is, but he's like in the show, he's like, I'm going deaf and my knees are going out and all these problems. Like, and I'm going to fuck up the one cure for humanity because I know I can't trust my body anymore. And like, there's not a lot of that in the game. No, I was going to say it's barely like hinted at around the edges of that conversation. It more seems like you said, angry men yelling at each other. <laughs> I mean, Man, from, I, I would I would have my mind blown if Game Joel died at the end. I uh, <laughs> I got like the totally different like during the show. I felt like Tom. I mean, like you can read between the lines and see that Joel is 
I think it like they project the Joel in the show as like his character is on a mission to save the people. <clears throat> he needs to go rescue Tommy, right? Because that's what he thinks he has to do. And like in the show, Tommy's just absolutely fine without Joel over there, right? <laughs> he like he's got his life is so good. Yeah. Um, and then Joel is kind of, I think, taken aback by that. And there's that whole kind of dynamic in the show. In the game, it's kind of. Like you kind of, I don't know if you don't get it because you don't have like an hour with Tommy and Joel, you know, you kind of just get, uh, I don't remember how long this segment was like 30 minutes or something. If you kind of blow through it. Yeah. Like when you first meet him in the dam and you think they're going to be an ambush and then Tommy's there. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like it was, there's a different dynamic for sure. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think you get a lot of that brothers like backstory or seeing the city not there you don't spend a whole lot of time with that i just realized you don't even you haven't seen him since the car chase in the beginning right that's yeah. the last time you saw him as yeah. us the player i'm also curious because it feels like there might be a slight change that i'm about to figure out about where i think the last chapter is called jackson which to me implies that jackson is something separate from tommy's dam so I'm curious to see how that all plays out. I don't know. Well, yeah, they show like that Tommy has that city still separate. Like the dam powers the city. I don't remember what that city's called, but if the last chapter is Jackson and the show ends with them, like wa- him walking Ellie back to like a safe place to live. Is that place okay. called Jackson? You yeah, think? I, was, I would assume so. Patrick, uh, the place at the end of the game. Like, like where uh, with the end of the, the brother game? lives. I th- yeah, I thought that's Jackson, right? I think this power plant powers that. I just ten year old detective work it. done. I don't think the three they, of us. <laughs> I don't think they say it explicitly yet. I assumed that they all just lived at the dam. Honestly, I had that thought at first too, John. But I'm pretty sure that they they show or talk about that city. It's been a minute now since I was there. So it's yeah. a little blurry. Well, yeah. So the dam was whatever. I mean, it was pretty cool. Um, that that was when I started to feel powerful as as a as a player, where I was just like stalking around these like houses and hallways and stuff, and just like murdering everybody. <laughs> yes. There, there is like somewhere around this part of the game where my brain switched over from I'm gonna splinter cell all these motherfuckers to like I just throw a brick and make them all run at me and I'm like do you want to fucking go <laughs> I'm the one who knocks like I'm so fucking ready I actually got mad at not actually I I forgot that's not who I am when I play Ellie and there was a part at, that we'll talk about later where just at the end there's a bunch of enemies and I just tried to Rambo the shit out of them and you can't because you have a knife. <laughs> yeah, if you try to attack them with a melee, it will not work. You have to like get captured by them and then you can escape and kill them. Yeah. You can, if you can get like a behind them, you can triangle and stab them, assassinate them, shiv them. Yeah, but you can't just like straight up melee them like oh, yeah, Joel yeah, yeah. can. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, even, yeah. Ugh, that was, I had to try that a little different. Did you guys have anything like worth talking about in the university? Like, I, I didn't think there was a whole lot going on. I was glad the monkeys showed up for sure. 
Yeah, I thought the monkey, like I get why this wouldn't be in the show, but I there's a I found all these tape recorders throughout the college and yeah. there's the scientist who's like they told me to put the monkeys down. We're all leaving and he's like I'm not going to fucking put these monkeys down. They've given more than any of us. Yeah. I'm going to let y'all be free and while he's recording it a monkey bites him and he's like shit. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I'm infected now. Yeah, which that's crazy because that means the monkeys are like carriers of the disease but they don't have the symptoms somehow i don't know for sure actually now i need to look up more about that because when you find his skeleton it's just a skeleton and he's not like covered in fungus i don't think well he probably killed himself right ah yes 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 which brings yeah. me to my second problem, which is he's all bones, no meat, and his clothes still, which would it would insinuate it's been a really long time. Jesse, you're being really close-minded and anti-monkey right now. So what happened was the monkeys undressed him, took off his glasses and all of that. Then they ate all of his flesh, leaving only the bones. And then they very politely put the clothes back on the skeleton. Oh, okay. It's, it is possible. Yeah, I do have written down. So the only other option is the monkeys picked him clean but left the skeleton there to purposefully spook people. You don't know what these monkeys are capable of. Uh, So did anybody hear the voice coming out of that tape recorder and think, huh, that's definitely one of the most famous voice actors that's ever lived? Oh, my God. Yes. I, it's ringing a bell. That's because... fucking Tom from Toonami, baby. Okay. Is it really? Okay, because I thought he sounded familiar, but I didn't know who it was. It's uh, Steve Bloom, right? Yeah. Steve... Yeah. Okay. I knew it was somebody famous. I swear to God. I was, like, listening to it, and I was like, who is this motherfucker? And, like, yeah, I've heard him in, like, Naruto and, like, every anime <laughs> ever. Everything ever. Yeah. It took me a minute. I just sat there for probably, like, 40 seconds staring at the TV, like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, oh yeah. man, I'm so glad you uh, said that because I did not know. I don't know. I don't know who that person is, but I know I've heard their voice on many oh, yeah. things. Go, oh, dude. Did I, you ever watch the dub of uh, Cowboy Bebop? No, I've never seen Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Patrick. Jeez. Well, I haven't either. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Uh, it's so that, cool. Maybe that's our next podcast. <laughs> I'm super down, actually. Oh, dude, so uh, Steve Bloom has 847 voice acting credits in everything you've ever seen, ever, 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 literally everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's scary. Uh, His voice is so good. His voice is so it's delicious. Yeah, I I could if I I would eat it with a spoon with fruit (laughs) with cream. Uh so if we get through the university, I think the next most interesting thing is when Joel gets fucking rebarbed. Yeah. So that was definitely more traumatic in the game for me. Like, yeah, I was since I knew that he was going to get hurt somehow. I was like sitting there like, oh, God, how's it going to happen? And then he's like getting bent over the railing. That's mm-hmm. like one story up. And I'm like. Oh God, he's gonna like fall, like break his leg or something, and then he fell and just landed on the rebar, and I was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> yeah, that's way worse than getting shivved so with the fucking brutal. Base, baseball bat. bat. Oh my God! So I have a weird mm. story about this where I was looking up graphical comparisons from PC to PS5 before I bought the game originally. 
And this was like the one scene I saw in the YouTube video where Joel gets like <laughs> thrown off the fucking ledge onto the. And I remember talking to Corey about it where I was like, look at the leaves on the ground in this one versus this one. And then compare those to when it was on the PS4, like the artistic integrity of this scene changes because they're rendering the tone on the leaves completely different. And I'm just watching him fall over and over and over again. So as soon as I walked into this part of the building and saw those leaves, I was spooked for like the next 90 minutes waiting to get kicked off that ledge. You think yeah. someone would have picked like a non uh, pivotal <laughs> moment of the game to like <laughs> analyze different graphics parts, you yeah. know, like, God, what a jerk that guy was. Thanks guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wow. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Jesse, because that was actually the only thing I really wanted to talk about in the university. I said the thing about the monkeys because I was trying to be funny, but I actually don't give a fuck about those monkeys. That rebar was fucking crazy. Oh, man. Then Ellie has to pull him off of it. Dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And as as she pulls you up, you're like, shoot. You're like, get down. And you're like shooting people while you're still Im stuck to the yeah. ground. Like immediately. And then you get lifted up by this 15 year old and you're like hobbling around and you're like so fucked up that you actually have to like you can't even shoot the guys you have to wait for ellie to go around and flank for you so they're distracted and then you can turn and like try to shoot them while you're like holding your side trying to hold your guts in and then you're like moving super slow and like ellie is actually being a badass and like taking care of business because like you're out of commission the whole thing was very very cool it also reminded me of uh the part in mass effect 3 where you're all fucked up. <laughs> Reminded me of the end of Journey. One thing that I kept thinking about was like, Ellie has been secreting away so much ammunition and she always unloads to help me. But like whenever I play as Ellie, I'm like, where's all the fucking ammo, Ellie? Like you had like 30 <laughs> rounds when you were like helping me miss. You were missing all these other people <laughs> when I have to like take them out. But I'm like, dude, my Ellie caps motherfuckers. She does sometimes. That is true. So that scene that John uh, that that John so eloquently described, I think, plays out uh, so perfectly because you literally watch the scales shift from like you, Joel's up here and Ellie's down here, and then he gets wounded, and as you play, he's like trying to take shots, trying to help her out until he can't take shots anymore. And then he's just like the visuals guy. And he's like, oh, behind you until you can't even do that anymore. And it's every step of the way, Ellie has to take control of the situation more and more and more until she's like, just sit here and hide behind this shelf. I'll take care of it. And I just sat there and watched her sneak around and blow this dude's fucking brains out. I think that I like that way more than what happened in the show, which is he like gets on the horse and then you're in the basement or whatever. I would have loved to watch Ellie shoot some motherfuckers. Yeah. You want to see Bella Ramsey go like John Wick on some motherfuckers basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's way more bad guys in the university in the game than when you get the show parts. Basically Whoa. just, you know, the raving roving bandits, like the five of them or whatever. There's just more enemies in general. I mean, I think we're wrapping up here, but in the next chapter, there's like a whole zombie escape oh, dude, sequence yeah. when you meet, what's his name, David or whatever? Yeah, David. Yeah, you meet him and then you like escape from the zombies with him or something. And I was like, wow, that feels really out of place after like seeing the pacing in the show. <laughs> 
Oh, for sure. It's definitely an interesting choice to like make you develop camaraderie with this guy in a way that you they skipped over in the show. I bet. I, I, I bet don't if think you're they skipped the over it though in the show with David. No, they didn't. They had a pretty like impactful yeah, scene where they were talking around the campfire or whatever. That's why it was so shocking when he like spells out, "Yeah, you know what's crazy is that uh, you know, we sent three guys out of the city and then kind of how they do it in the game too, like the same reveal, how he knows yeah, who no, she that is." that conversation happens still, but there's not a fucking 2 hours of fighting by his side before that happens. <laughs> oh, right, gonna, right, right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, but you have a fucking Call of Duty Zombies mini game that fucking plays when you're boarded up in a room and all have to defend all the windows, killing them. Then you run out and have another hour of clearing out every fucking zombie in the neighborhood and then that speech happens. Yeah. I I was thinking during this if I was playing this and I hadn't watched the show I would probably be like wait is this the new Joel like is Joel going to die and this is the guy and I like fuck this guy I hate him you know like and then of course you find out later that he's a pedophile that the cannibal thing we, we all are cool with but not so much the other stuff I'm not a thousand percent cool with pe- uh, the. Uh, I almost just fucked <laughs> no. my joke up. <laughs> no, that wasn't. No, that was still fine. The words I was saying. I was trying to say I'm not. I'm still not that cool with cannibalism either. But uh, no, I think the podcast position is officially pro cannibalism. Mm, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> so I was actually curious. How much did they really? How many examples did they sh- show of him being a creepy pedophile? Because there's just one. It's okay. like the hand on the hand. That's it. Cool. In the game. Yeah. They leaned into it more in the show. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, because I didn't even pick up on it in the game. I was just like, oh, he's, wait, is he a pedophile? Or he's just like, the, the only... I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like I... oblivious. One of the background characters goes like, oh, yeah, she's his new pet when you're playing yeah. as Joel. And that's really what made it sink in for me. But um, oh, it still didn't that. sink in that deep. Like by the end of it, she's traumatized after all, like the very end of it. And she's like, he was gonna or some shit like that. And I forgot like, oh, yeah, that dude wanted to make you his child bride or whatever. But it. It almost seemed like there should have been a line when he like he slams her head onto the ground and like mounts her almost. And I thought maybe that was supposed to be like a, I wasn't sure if that body language but was supposed to be rapey or not. But I yeah. think so. I think it definitely came across that way. I was a little in my head at that time because uh, okay. that sequence was so scary. I. I yeah. was not even playing during that part. My my wife was my wife. My wife. And, and uh, I was Patrick, hold on. Patrick. Hmm. Say it. My wife. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I wasn't even playing, and I would lose track of this motherfucker, this fucking David guy. He started sneaking <laughs> at one point, and this I was like, David where the guy. fuck did he go? And then when you turn around, he's right there. I was screaming. I was hollering. I was waving my hands around. That shit was fucking getting me, dude. Yes. Dude, that's what I was talking about when I was like, the, when this game's at its best, my like heart is racing, and I'm freaking the fuck out. Like, yeah. 
that dude the, yeah the, that restaurant scene that is that is fucking restaurant chase is fucking hard dude it super is and you don't notice until like halfway through it there's like broken plates on the ground oh yeah oh, i hated those i i think because my wife was playing and i was watching i i was noticing things that she wasn't but i was like you keep walking over the plates. You're walking over the damn plates. Quit it. Yes. Like, I know. I know. Because every time she would walk over him, he would go, oh, you missed a step or oh, you fucked yeah. up. I can hear you. Like, it was so creepy. 100%. And it's like the tears of his like furiosity uh, escalate until that like third tier. He is running around like a cartoon character and then just like disappearing behind shit. And if he's not moving, you can't use your R1 to hear where he's at or anything. Mm-hmm. And so he just disappears. Oh, him he's chasing like a... me was freaking me out. Like I was <laughs> my heart was like racing. And at one point I was like so overwhelmed that I just keep accidentally stepping on plates. And he's like right behind me, just fucking chasing me. And I pause it for one second. And I'm like, I need to take a breath and I need to recenter myself. And then I, I, my second voice in my head was like, no, you got to roll with the fucking punches. And I unpaused it and just kept freaking out and panting and running in circles. <laughs> that part and the uh, part where you're with him in that little like cabin or whatever, where you got to kill a million zombies. Like that part was where I, I died so many times at that. Although I will say Ellie has one advantage over Joel is unlimited shivs. I guess it oh, yeah, never yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, it never occurred to Joel that maybe one of the 800 guys he's killed might have had a knife he could have picked up and just had a permanent knife instead of making a new shiv every single time you kill somebody. It's just Ellie's lucky knife. Her <laughs> magic knife. Magic knife. Mom's magic knife. Her ocarina of shiv. Yes. Jesse, do you have a lot of things left to talk about? Um, let me take a gander at my notes. Uh, I was already pedantic. Um, I basically have nothing else. I had another note again, same as the show. Uh, how do you actually administer penicillin? So if one of you wants to Google that for me while I'm reading the rest of these, that'd be good. Um, well, we looked it up last time. It's intramuscular. Did we? Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. going to go back in an old episode to find that, but I'll no, believe I, pr- I promise you. We looked it up. I think you looked we did it up, it in actually. the show, yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to inject it into the muscles. Okay, so I'm stabbing him in the stomach. Good I enough. think she might have gone a little technically, deep, is what I'm Technically, it would still work. My biggest, y- yeah. the, one of the bigger things I've been thinking about is I cannot imagine how insanely good this game would have been without knowing what's coming next every step of the way. Yeah, because it's oh, thrilling yeah. right now. But if I didn't have any fucking idea, dude, I can't even imagine. I I lived it. I will tell you, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Blew my mind, dude. Yeah. And the, like the Joel, I like the Joel torture stuff better in the series because it moves quicker. He like wakes up. Like, I guess the differences from the game to the show is Ellie putting the armoire in front of the door, trying to hide him, which is really interesting, like choice uh, and proactive behavior. There's a little little choices like that throughout the show that I really like appreciate that make scenes for me that aren't that you might not think are super big deal. But the whole decision to do that, then him waking up 
the intruder coming into that building, the pacing of all that, and then him just going fucking penicillin John Wick on everybody. Uh, quicker, more succinct, more impactful for me than having to clear out like two and a half tiny cities before I got to the last two dudes that I string up and beat to death. I I love that transition real fast when uh when Ellie's in the meat locker at the cannibal camp and mm-hmm. then it transitions to like she gets like you know slammed against the gate or whatever breaks his finger and then she's kind of in despair and she exhales and then it's the next shot is of Joel exhaling because he's waking up like oh. I really love that in the game hell yeah they do really good cuts between the two of them like the the mm-hmm. the that when they choose to switch back and forth are always really, really smart. Um, yeah. Th- and it's also just such a smart choice to have, to have the player play as Ellie. Like I, I didn't even know that was a thing that was going to happen. It kind of felt like it should happen. And that that is a thing a modern video game would do, but I'm glad that they did it because it's just like, it always pays off whenever you like grow an attachment to a character and then you end up playing as them. It like, it's a special kind of dopamine that you get from that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And plus, I like new, no, please go Patrick. Oh, well, I was going to say, um, plus you can look at Ellie's stuff too. Like all her, uh, she's got notes and firefly tags and stuff that like she carries around that you can look at. So if you haven't done that, I guess you're still playing. Oh, you may not be playing as Ellie right now, but yeah, that's something cool to look at. I did not know that because there is a note from someone very special that she has. I think you have it. I don't think you have to find it. I think she just has it. Oh, okay. I'm going to go look at those. Yeah. Well, I guess we probably need to do another episode about the DLC after the next episode, right? For sure. Yeah. It's definitely. Oh, because the next one is the last one. The last yeah. of the last of us. <laughs> yeah. We, oh. we will finish the last of us next week. And then the week after we can do the left behind. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh uh, yeah. From, cool. from the, from Joel torturing those guys forward. If I didn't know what was going to happen, like particularly like him running, like the way him and Ellie converge, if I didn't realize that was happening, like I would have pissed myself. Um, I think this whole part of the game where you're playing as Ellie really highlights that like, oh, Joel maybe isn't invincible. Like in the show, they did it a different way with like kind of showing like him just getting more broken and broken as we go along, like John was talking about. But in Mm -hmm. the game, it's like, oh, you see him fucking fall off a second story thing into a rebar and then he's out of commission pretty soon after that. Then you're just Mm -hmm. playing as Ellie and you're like, oh, shit, like, yeah, maybe the stakes are way higher than I thought. Yeah, Um, I I even knew you were going to play as Ellie. But I didn't, I just, I knew those words. I didn't know when it came in or why or if it, how much emotional resonance it would hold or anything like that. And I feel like now it, it's a little more, It in retrospect, it seems obvious. But even though I knew it was like gonna happen when it happened and exactly how they pulled it off where I was talking about the, 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 the scales rebalancing, that got me. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I can't believe it took me so long to play this game i basically apologized to Corey last week <laughs> he's like um, i feel a little offended that fuck him um <laughs> i I'm, I'm glad that we played as ellie and i'm also glad that they timed it where they did where it's kind of right after we get 
official like relationship status almost like this is father daughter shit you know because it's like mm-hmm. he says yeah you're not my daughter fuck you and then like you know she escapes or whatever and he goes to save her and after that he decides to go with her instead of like you know having her go with tommy or whatever and that's when he starts like kind of bullshitting with her and he's like i'm gonna teach you guitar and like joking around and like stuff like that and then that's right when he gets all fucked up (laughs) and you have to play as her you know yeah oh it's it's really fucking good and i I like that i'm not I'm sure the show did this, but I did not realize it the way I I realized it in the game. But the game's um, title cards for the passing of time are just the seasons. Yeah. And that's registering in my brain in a way I didn't really pick up on the show. Yeah. Um, That's really that's it for me. I um, I will. I'll take uh, 10 seconds to roll back the clock and talk about one thing. Uh, We didn't do. Because I didn't finish playing, we didn't talk about Sam and his brother uh, at the very, very end of that as much. Um, I just want to say the talk between Ellie and Sam, once he knows he's bitten and they're just in that room by themselves together, um, not can't hold a fucking candle to how that played out in the show. And that's another moment where I was like, maybe this would have been deep and profound and fucking awesome if I didn't have anything to compare it to. Uh, But I do. And so that scene fell flat, honestly, for me. But uh, because that's like him, her give she gives him the transformer and he talks about like, oh, why are you never afraid? And then doesn't really open up to her, doesn't ask for help, doesn't tell her what's going on. And then she leaves and he spikes the transformer off the floor. And I'm just like, yeah, I guess it sucks. You're going to die. But maybe you could have been nice for like one second because you're going to die. Even when she walks in, she's like, did he send you in here to tell me I fucked up some more? And I'm like, poor guy. Poor little guy. The reason it didn't work for you, Jesse, is because you knew that he was infected. I think that's like that would have been insane to see if you didn't already know what was going to happen if you just are like man this guy's being a huge dick and then it's just like cut to he's a zombie now and his brother shoots him you know like how jarring and crazy that would be for sure i i also that that is clear you're right that's one way that didn't work but also they just confide in one another in a completely different way like he is vulnerable and asks her for help and like confides in her and in this one she goes would you like to confide in me and he goes fuck no and then she leaves yeah i mean i'm just saying like the big difference is that he didn't reveal that he was bit you know like yeah 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 yeah. and i think you're right that it's less uh interesting from like a character perspective but it's also like more surprising if you don't already know what's going to happen for sure for sure um, I right. also have one note. No, Patrick, what's up? I was just going to say, like, there's a, <laughs> a few things from this part one that you really can't get, like, the full of full experience from playing the game because you have watched the show already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which maybe you, we should play the part two before we watch the show. But I, I don't know. Well, like, then you're ruining gonna, Patrick, the show experience, Don't you too. worry. <laughs> so it's like you're ruining one or the other. Fuck no. I don't know if I, ruin I, is the right word. But I don't like, have the self-control to not immediately play the second game. I already installed it on my PlayStation. Okay, yeah. Then then that one will hopefully have like jaw-dropping moments as it did for me. 
cannot wait. John has a whole other opinion on when he's playing that game, but I'll play it again uh, later if I need to. Yeah, not an opinion, but um, do you think the second game is as good as the first game? Um, I think it was... I don't think it's as... It's almost as good. It's It's insanely good to me. Okay. If, like, this game is a 10, that game's, like, uh... Like a nine for me. That's, and I know the game is very polarizing for lots of reasons. Wow, I, I didn't not wait. I thought it was just universally liked. I didn't know there was controversy, <laughs> but uh, I don't want to know any this more. May sh- this may shock I don't you, wanna, John. I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> wait, was that um, not a bit? Was what not a bit? That Was that a bit? You, did, you really didn't know that there was opinions on it? Everybody that I've talked to about it said it was good. Oh, you okay. know why, okay. John? Because we hang uh, out with anything. cool people That's who like right. yeah. approve of our lifestyles and would never complain about the Last Jedi or <laughs> anything like that. Well, but, I I wouldn't complain about the Last Jedi, but anyway, that's a different podcast. Uh, let's get into our rating and review section of the podcast. We are rating and reviewing these chapters of The Last of Us Part One. Not Star Wars movies or the second game or any of that other bullshit. We are talking about chapters, what, seven, eight, and nine? Something like that. Yeah. Yes. Jesse, give us your review. How many Percocets out of seven? Oh, man. I'm just, I'm just picturing, I'm picturing Ellie, but she's on the planet from The Last Jedi. And she walks out and Kylo Ren tries to attack her with all he's got. And she's still standing. And, you know, that's a dream I'm going to have later tonight. I give this seven out of seven lightsabers. Yay. Patrick. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to uh, give it? I really like these chapters. I like the last chapter. The, the one we just like the... Chapter nine is it? What's the uh, what's the wintry David Cannibal part? Party Town? Yeah, Cannibal Party Town. Um, because you get to play as Ellie, and I just realized, yeah, you only play as three people in this game. Mostly, it's like Sarah, Joel, and Ellie, and uh, it's pretty interesting. Anyway, yeah, I really like that. I liked the university because I thought it was I didn't know what was going to happen at the time, and then with David, fucking blew my mind that that dude was turned out who he turned out to be so i'm gonna give this seven out of seven perk of kingdoms wow those are some really good scores guys uh for myself personally on a scale of the force awakens to the last jedi i'm gonna give this the last jedi that's seven out of seven baby that's seven out of seven i'm glad you understood my cryptic way of giving this score but Everyone yeah. who loves Star Wars loves Joss Jedi. Uh, the real fans. Real fans. <laughs> real true fans. fans. That's true correct. Fans. Uh, and I am a true fan of The Last of Us Part 1. The Last wow, Jedi I can't of believe us. that's the only Last of Us game that's out on Steam. Wow. Can you, can you believe that? Well, nope. I, guess, I guess there's no more Last of Us games since there's no more on Steam. They, the other ones don't exist. I don't know. Yes, this is goodbye forever, guys. Oh, wait. No, we got to play the end of The Last of Us. We yeah. have to play The Last of The Last of Us. We do. The rest of us. The rest of us. 
the last of us the very last of us thank you so much everybody for listening to the podcast we appreciate your listenership but you should also send us an email at dragons 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 pod at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter at ddd pod or jesse on twitter at jesse underscore wind uh, our music is by rabbit road that's all lowercase and with spaces between the letters until next time when you're lost in the darkness let those monkeys go Release the (laughs) release the monkeys. Release the fungus. Fungus, fungus. Thank you. I love when you say the last two funguses. Fungus, fungus. We did it. We did this do the, it. This is the end of the podcast episode. Hope every sleep tight. Don't let the fungus buds bite.